What's up, everybody? This is Brian here to tell you about our podcast, Bingetown TV. Our hosts include seven best friends with a love for all things television. We cover a range of genres with a focus on fantasy and sci-fi, but also dip our feet into drama, horror, comedy, and pretty much anything we think is good television. We use the traditional deep dive formula for new live shows that are released week to week, but our calling card is our Rooks and Vets and Pitchtown TV series. Rooks and Vets pairs two of our hosts that have seen a show with two of our hosts that have not seen a show. Pitchtown TV is when we have a special guest pitch us a show by having us watch the pilot and trying to convince us to watch the rest. If you're craving more content on some of your favorite TV shows, then you should listen to Bingetown TV. Find us on our website at bingetowntv.com, the Apple Podcast app, Spotify, or wherever else you may find your podcast. Hey, welcome to Unstable Topics, a fast-paced, jam-packed, unhinged, bestie podcast filled with facts, reacts, and made-up games in between. We're your hosts, Sarah and Maggie, and we're excited for you to join our best friend hangout, where we surprise one another with things we find interesting or hilarious just to see how the other will react. Our friendship might be totally stable, but you never know what your bestie might throw your way to knock you off your game. So come shake things up, learn something new, and laugh along with us. This is Unstable Topics. What's up, everybody? This is Brian here to tell you about our podcast, Bingetown TV. Our hosts include seven best friends with a love for all things television. We cover a range of genres with a focus on fantasy and sci-fi, but also dip our feet into drama, horror, comedy, and pretty much anything we think is good television. We use the traditional deep dive formula for new live shows that are released week to week, but our calling card is our Rooks and Vets and Pitchtown TV series. Rooks and Vets pairs two of our hosts that have seen a show with two of our hosts that have not seen a show. Pitchtown TV is when we have a special guest pitch us a show by having us watch the pilot and trying to convince us to watch the rest. If you're craving more content on some of your favorite TV shows, then you should listen to Bingetown TV. Find us on our website at bingetowntv.com, the Apple Podcast app, Spotify, or wherever else you may find your podcast. All right. Hey, welcome to the mailbag episode of Horror Movie Night. We haven't done one of these in three years, maybe? Are you serious? It's been forever. So, we've got a shit ton of emails that we've never really responded to. or <laughs> read. we're bad friends. Well, I think we were constantly like, well, we'll wait until we have like five or six like non-movie pick emails to read. But most of the emails we get are like, hey, you guys should cover this. And since we're getting closer and closer to, well, we're not, but we're we're recorded up to the point that we're ready for listener submitted month. So <laughs> here's what's happening. We're going to read through all of these emails, even the ones that are movie submission questions. And we're going to explain why we didn't, nor probably will ever pick that particular movie and what our goal is, is that after you listen to this mailbag episode, you'll be able to send us some really good suggestions. Uh, since we recorded up until the month of August at this point, what we need from you guys is from now. Jesus Christ. Wireless <laughs> uh, mouses, man. They go crazy. They go crazy. <laughs> so since we so we're, we're pretty much done recording at the time that you hear this for the summer, we we took advantage of Corona and just build a back catalog like you've never seen. So we'll start recording again in early August. So let's say you have from now until the end of July to get those submissions into us for September. So strap in. Here we go. This one I feel like I may have read before, but Scott, you can let me know. So this first one says, okay, to start after the gate, so that's how long ago oh these emails. Oh my god, yeah. wasn't that in the, like the under hundreds? No, that was right in the beginning of us like looking for a co-host because okay. the gate was the episode we did with Ralph from the Gore Horsemen, so that was while we were like trying to figure out who was going to be that third consistent and then we landed on Brian. So, <laughs> big mistake. To, <laughs> So to start, after the gate, a.k.a. the Rhapsody episode, 
I wish to tell you metalheads about my Dragon Force concert experience. Please share with Scott. It was... <laughs> It was 2006, and I went to see Dragon Force in concert. Upon arriving, me and my friends began drinking. Why? Because it's metal. Good thing <laughs> I had because the opening band was Power Glove. Please yeah! Google. Power Glove came on stage in a video game theme armor and played, you guessed it, video game metal covers. After their set, I was all in. Next on the stage was, and Scott, you'll have to tell me what this word is, uh, Toriasa, a Finnish war metal band. Fuck if I know. <laughs> yeah. They walked onto stage wearing fur, leather, and red war paint. Did I mention that they had a female violinist? After singing with battle metal, <laughs> singing along with battle metal, which was the only lyric I could understand, the lead <laughs> singer gave an incomprehensive speech about his beer being in a blue cup instead of a red cup. And he had the ch- crowd chanting blue as they came back for two, yes, I repeat, two encores. Holy shit. Then Dragon Force. I can't remember much of the set because I was pretty lit at that point, but I do remember <laughs> that the two lead guitarists played tag during a song and even played a few solos while trading guitars with one another. I'm sorry about that. I just had to get it out of me. Anyway, my movie recommendation in this email is 2005's Feast. I watched it a long time ago and recently watched it again. And I laughed my ass off and was truly horrified at the same time. AKA mini creatures face fuck a prostitute. Yep. Yeah. Uh, hey, if you want to know why we're never picking that movie, that email explained every single thing about it that I <laughs> literally, there's one reason why I won't. And it's, it's that right there. Yeah. That scene. And if it's not on your list for a show in the future, Slither is a must. Love the show as always. Jason in Utah. And this also shows how dated this email is. P.S. Love the first soundtrack show. Do I smell a spinoff? <laughs> and he hey. smelled right. <laughs> hey, so um, have we done Slither on this show or not? We have not. And I feel like the only reason that we haven't done Slither is because it's good. <laughs> uh, I think it's one of those like, hey, we'll save this for like a live convention thing where oh, people yeah. can show up without like having to watch the movie to know what we're talking about type deal. Yeah, Slither's like so good that there's no way that we would be able to like handle a regular episode for it. Uh, so the next email we have is from someone named Frank, who I'm not going to blow up too much of their shit, but guys. Based on their email address, this dude's a lawyer, and I don't know why lawyers are listening to our show, but Frank, thanks a bunch. Uh, Just a really quick two sentences he wrote here, but I have a movie that is supposed to be really bad, but supposedly hysterically bad, and it's the horror potential musical Howling 7, New Moon Rising. I think you guys would get a kick out of it. Um, I think for that one, that movie's just fucking impossible to find. (laughs) Yeah, I don't. You know how hard it was to find Howling. What was it? Six, the freaks. Yeah, I feel like once you get past the second one or the third one, like yeah, it becomes real difficult. Well, I mean, we saw we've seen the two best ones, two and three. So I mean, and we've done episodes on them. I can't imagine that there's anything else for us to to glean from that um, franchise. I'll I'll put this out there. I'm not 100% against. If someone can send us an email requesting the Howling 7, New Moon Rising, and you can include the following two things. One, a good source where we can watch it, and B, a detailed email that really convinces us that it's worth our time watching, then we'll pick it. But just saying that it's that it's supposedly very good, very hilariously bad is not a selling point for me to dive in for 90 minutes. You need to, you need to sell it hard for me. I mean, let's, let's rephrase that. You need to sell it hard for Matt to pick it for the show. You don't need to sell it all for Matt to watch it. If you, (laughs) he will. Yeah. yeah, Honestly, if you can just supply me a copy, it's the only howling movie I haven't seen. So I'll, I will watch it, but uh, all right. So moving on, uh, it says, Hey guys, it's been a while. It's Morgan again. I don't know if I've suggested it before, but I'm going to throw the church in as a possible viewing. It's Italian, but not as absolutely crazy as some of the fringe stuff. It's still a weirdly sweaty movie that reads like one of those nightmares where you wake up in sweat, in cold sweat. It's a fun ride uh, with some absolutely wild visuals. 
And if it gets, and if this gets read on the air, your viewers should check out Monster Mania. I had a blast hanging out with Matt back in August. Uh, yeah, Morgan, solid dude, drove all the way down from New England for an August show that we Holy weren't even, shit. we weren't even vending at it. So I bought a day pass just so I could come and hang out with him for a little bit because he literally came to hang out with the horror movie night guys, <laughs> and it was a show that we weren't at. <laughs> but yeah, Morgan's a good dude. Two thumbs well, up for Morgan. And and the the explanation for why we have not done the church yet is because it's been on my list. Uh, it's just I don't the think that church, there's enough meat there. It's is like the church technically like Demons Three. No, no, it's not in the actual Demons. As far as I understand, that you're thinking of like witchery. I think is what it's called, right? Yeah, yeah. There's, there's something. There's something that's like an unofficial demon sequel. Uh, and I thought it was the church, but I can't remember. But yeah, no, so it's also hard for us to tackle Italian movies. If you don't believe me, go back and listen to our episode on pieces. Um, <laughs> but yeah, there's that that uh, zombie prostitute ripping a dude's dick off. So, I mean, pieces does have one good scene. OK. All right. So this next email comes from Doug. And <laughs> I love the way... Listeners, I know we didn't pick this movie, but I do have to say the way that Doug presented this email, absolutely the way that you should send emails to us. It said, I think I've got the perfect movie for your podcast. Imagine a movie with one, a director and writer who then went on to get an Oscar nomination for A History of Violence. Two, special effects that rival Birdemic in their sophistication. Three, a plot that clearly contradicts itself on multiple occasions. Four, a plot twist involving the Da 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 song from the old Volkswagen commercials. Five, a budget high enough to hire Tom Paris, Billy Pilzer, and Kimberly the Pink Power Ranger, uh, Amy Joe Johnson, as well as Zach Galligan. And six, nudity, but not from Amy Joe Jackson, because this is a terrible movie. All of this can be found in the movie Infested. So, Why didn't we for- pick it? well i love the fact that matt interviewed amy joe and uh got her name wrong yeah amy Uh, joe johnson my apologies uh a horror tale of insects which eat their victims from the inside out well i if i remember correctly i watched the trailer for this bullshit and it's so painfully bad (laughs) yeah uh looking at the box art and then the one still image on imdb uh, the Birdemic comparison is very appropriate because that looks like it's some real shit CGI. Well, the worst thing about shitty CGI is the fact that, like, um, when we're watching it, we're not watching. Okay, Brian and I aren't watching it on Blu-ray, <laughs> <laughs> so so um, you know, little little spoiler. We watched a movie from what was that? Uh, hey, the the uh, Kmart uh, John Fahey movie that we discussed. Um, what year is that? 99, 98. I am. I'm, I'm blanking. We Sorry. just recorded it last weekend, dude. Oh shit. Uh, literally three days ago. Oh, the that ah, you're not supposed to say it. Well, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> I was just trying to get you to confirm that that was like 1998, right? Oh yeah. <laughs> it was pixels fighting pixels in that. That was so funny. <laughs> Come on. Uh, what is it? What is it? <laughs> I'm gonna beep it out. I'm gonna beep it out because it's so funny. (laughs) It's so funny. Uh, (laughs) I was planning to do like as little editing as possible this episode, but Jesus. All right, here we go. Next email. We're rocking through these. Uh, From James. It's the name of the email is Halloween Four is the best one, Uh, which says I'm rock hard. I'm so ready for this. Yeah, it says that there's some pandering in this, (laughs) and as I continue to read, I see why. Hey. You guys are awesome. Okay, more pandering. Uh, I love how you're discussing Scream 3 in 2018. That's fucking, that's fucking awesome. Still more pandering. <laughs> I've got a movie recommendation for you fellas. Now hear me out. Uh-oh. So the pandering is about to take a twist. <laughs> Wrong turn five. No! <laughs> it's by far the best one in the series. None of that part six bullshit. There's... There's a Moonlit Sonata guitar solo cover playing as some girl's intestines get ripped out. Anyway, you guys are awesome, and thanks for talking about bad horror movies that I personally love. Yeah, is this that motherfucker that picked Wrong Boogie Turn Man 6? Oh. Uh, the, no, no. The motherfucker that picked Boogeyman 2, is that you? 
No, no, no. no. Brian oh, Big no. Bloody Murder too. Has that? Oh, okay, sorry. So was Boogie? Holy shit! Has it almost been a fucking year since we did Boogeyman Two? Yeah. yeah. Oh my fucking god. <laughs> so, so yeah. Uh, we're never doing another Wrong Turn movie. <laughs> no, no. It's never I won't even do Wrong Turn One with Mila Kunis, even though or, I love her. Or two, which everyone keeps saying is the really, really good one because it was directed by the guy who directed Mayhem. Um, I don't care. Yeah, I'm just I that six left such a permanent bad taste in my mouth for that entire franchise. Uh, so the next one is from Tim. Uh, Tim is a solid dude who I see every Maryland uh, Monster Mania show, uh, and he's always rocking our Ghost Boner baseball tee. Yeah. Um, so it's uh, the name of it is movie I would love to see reviewed. Hashtag not feast too, because for those of you who don't know, Tim has probably emailed us like 30 times asking for us to talk about. We feast will never too. do a feast movie. Seriously. Like I, so the, the dynamic of this show is <clears throat> for the uninitiated, Matt runs everything. Scott, that's, that's me. I'm Scott. Uh, Scott vetoes shit because if he leaves, this show ends. <laughs> <laughs> and then there's Brian. he's just along for the ride uh so he said i just watched rampage last night on hbo and it's one i'd love to hear you guys talk about this movie's fucking awful (laughs) but it has some like rampage 2018 yeah like just came out yeah no way movie's fucking awful but it has some interesting stuff going on there's some good gore for a pg-13 movie negan basically plays himself the rocks acting is awful and the way the monsters become super powerful makes absolutely no sense how the animals die also makes no sense because from what I gather, they're kind of unstoppable and the ending is possibly the dumbest of all time. The brother duo, the brother sister duo that run a multi-billion dollar company give an awful acting performance for the ages. How the alligator gets to Chicago without being detected is very questionable and it's possibly one of the most disappointing movies I've ever seen. I know it's not really your cup of joe, but damn, I'd love to hear y'all beef all over this piece of shit. <laughs> I thought that was like a Disney movie. <laughs> uh, I mean, it, it definitely was in that same vein of being a Disney movie. Yeah, I thought like I, I knew it wasn't put out by Disney, but I thought it was like a like a family movie. Like, oh, so no, a giant monkey. This is kooky. <laughs> <laughs> so we've got another follow up from James. He said, hey, fellas, I understand your reluctance to watch another wrong turn movie after yeah. your past experiences. <laughs> So I say I love fuck that chronological. Yeah. So I say fuck that franchise. I've got another recommendation for you dudes. How about celebrating the late great Paul Walker in my favorite film of his, Joyride? It's honestly pretty damn good. Steve Zahn is fantastic in it. It was written by J.J. Abrams and produced by him. Anyway, that was that's really my input. Produced by Abrams. Yeah. Wow. Keep on rocking in 2019, and I look forward to more episodes. I so- just want to say I shamelessly love. Steve Zahn. <laughs> oh, no, there's no shame in that, dude. Steve Zahn's amazing. I've watched that thing you do so many times because of Steve Zahn. He's literally the best part of that movie. Yeah, I never saw it. I actually just heard about it because they did a reunion, and I was like, this looks like a wait, movie. Wait, 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 wait. Yeah, you... never. What? I never knew it was a movie. What? What is I'm that a child. Mean? Like, I didn't know that it was. A, it wasn't like, oh, that movie. I never saw it. It was like, what is that thing you do that they're doing a reprise for? Listen, oh, this is dude, a movie. you like Newfound Glory, right? Yeah. <laughs> so you haven't heard their cover of that thing you do? No, I know that that's a song. Let, Megan, I just I didn't heard Megan's a movie. She's like, <laughs> she sounds like she just inhaled half of the planet. <laughs> Oh, I'm very aware of that cover and that song. I just didn't know that there was a movie behind it. Yeah. He just thought it was some random, because your exposure to it was probably just seeing the music video on MTV when it came oh out. Oh, my God. And I like, don't know how I feel about you right now, Brian. <laughs> you know, He's a I, child. Anyway. He's fucking 29. Yeah, but at the time, he was a child. Less than a week. Yeah, you will. Uh, all right, so. Cruising along, we're officially in January of twenty uh, two thousand nineteen in these in these in, in this inbox. Hold on, uh, Matt, you're editing this, right? Uh, I'm gonna try to. Why? What's oh, up? Oh yeah, that thing you do. What a classic movie. I love that movie. <laughs> All right, I've so Steve's on. <laughs> so it says, "What's up, boys? How's it going?" 
I've recently discovered your podcast and I am hooked. So I have a movie for you. It's a newer movie from 2011 called A Cadaver Christmas, and boy is it a treat. Nope. A a janitor at a college is the hero, and the dead come to life, and him and a bunch of misfits have to take over and defeat the zombies. The acting is terrible, but in a pretty good way. There's a scene where a guy is arrested for sleeping with, I think it was a goat, and he comes across a cadaver. Long story short, he sleeps with it. Thanks for reading my email, and keep the episodes coming, boys. Joe. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of reasons we're not picking that one. Yeah, uh, yeah, well, let's let's do the most democratic thing and say we don't really do Christmas horror or zombie horror, so that's off the table. Or goat fucking. <laughs> uh, <None. laughs> All right, so moron. So here's here's one that Brian will not really understand why Scott has the reaction he will when I get to the end of this. All right, but. Uh, it says, hey, guys, do you still take suggestions for movies to discuss? I'm feeling a little nostalgic and I want to recommend The Hand That Rocks the Cradle. It's not bad, really, but it's cheesy and amazing. And I feel like people have forgotten that it even exists. You've also had a lot of early 90s stuff recently, so I figured it kind of fits in. I understand if it's a bit too different for your usual style, though. Anyway, keep up the great work. I still like I still enjoy listening whenever I can. But even my fond memories of Reddit Horror Club aren't enough to compel me to watch the movie Smiley. Gobble, gobble, bulge lover. What was I thinking? Oh, my God. Bulge lover. (laughs) Holy shit. That person still exists. Yeah. Allison, guest on episode three of this podcast when we talked about Videodrome. Yeah, I love the fact that she's like, hey, guys, I've been with you since day fucking one. I think you should watch The Hand That Rocks the Fucking Cradle. (laughs) like who does that uh i love her though yeah oh she's the best she's great i've met i've still not met allison in person but i've met some of her best friends at the fantastic fest film festival i'm pretty sure that allison lives in uh germany now i mean she lives she lives lives in london all it was her friends matt and sarah from london came and uh we got dinner at fantastic fest uh two years ago um so Next one, our good friend Tom. Usually good for suggestions. I just don't see us ever doing this one, Tom. I'm sorry. He said, it's been a bit since I emailed you guys a suggestion. And if it was up to me, you guys would drop everything and watch me stumble over these words. The happiness of the Katakuroras. Yeah, I I know already that's not happening. Yeah, it's the best Japanese claymation musical family horror drama that you'll ever see. Kind of interested. Just Brian, don't you fucking I dare, I dude. I wouldn't pick it for the show. But oh, I mean, I... It's a good Saturday watch. Yeah, I'm not going to pretend that I'm not going to add it onto my Netflix queue <laughs> and watch it. I just don't think we should watch it. But that's my language. Like, I'll, I'll watch a Claymation musical Christmas movie about horror movies or whatever that long thing was. Um, All right, so this one... Oh, okay. This one looks like it's another one from uh, from an old school fan, uh, but I don't recognize the name, so I apologize. It says, hi, guys. I've been listening to your podcast for the last couple of weeks, and I've been having a great time. One can definitely tell you guys have a blast while putting the podcast together. <laughs> Hold, on. Hold on. Oh, this looks like uh, an old school fan. Hey, guys, I recently found you guys a few weeks ago. <laughs> Sorry. It's, it's the next sentence that when I was skimming, I said, I tried to look for a list of what you guys already did back on Reddit. So I thought originally that he was saying that he was from Reddit, uh, from the Reddit days, but I couldn't find it if it even exists. So I'm not sure if you've already reviewed this or not, but I think that you would enjoy a movie called The Children, a bus full of kids and radioactive gas. How better a combination could you ask for? It was made back in 1980. The movie scared the shit out of me when I was a kid, but I was young in the 80s. It's not fine cinema, but it's fun and full of bizarre stuff that you can only find in the early 90s. It's also available on YouTube. Anyway, have a great job on the podcast. Anyway, great job on the podcast, Eric. That is nice. I do say that is nice. I forgot what the movie's about, but it's on YouTube, and that's nice. <laughs> <laughs> Says the guy who is like, two days before we record, is like, hey, wh- where am I supposed to look on Trello for this week's movies? And you're, I'm like, here, I, I let me spoon feed them for you. <laughs> uh, all right, so here's another one from Tom. <laughs> and I like, so... I appreciate that this email literally starts off with a bargaining. It says, look, 
I haven't led you guys wrong yet. Bride of Reanimator, <laughs> Blood Rage, Jaws 4. You need to watch Shocking Dark for the next listener submitted month. It is an insane movie. I don't want to tell you too much about this because it's better to know nothing about going in. But it's a very Italian and rips off two of the biggest budget Hollywood films. Matt, you need to watch this and convince Scott and Brian. But you really should just be blown away by how batshit crazy this movie is. Again, Italian. That doesn't really do it for yeah, me. Yeah, that's, that's a big old note for me. I love Tom to death, but no, dude. Like, yeah, you you suggested Brad Reanimator, and we did it for a bonus episode. You you suggested Jaws 4. We did it for a bonus episode. Now, that said, we're doing Brad Reanimator this summer because I picked it because it's fucking awesome, blah, blah, blah. But it's not because of you. <laughs> <laughs> He's one of my favorite people in the world, Ooh. so he knows. So this is going to be a sad one to read. Um, so it says, hey, guys, it's your buddy Morgan. Well, maybe not your buddy. But anyway, we'll see you after you watch the church one day. Uh, so I've got another one lined up for you. And I just finished it on Shutter, And that would be 1977's The Car. Universally panned by critics, it's gained a somewhat following. I mean, Arrow put it out on Blu-ray. It's cheesy and certainly just a dollar store version of 70s thrillers like Jaws. But the pacing, I'd actually say, is pretty decent. And it stars a young James Borland. Uh, there's not much to say about it other than it wasn't painful to watch. I'd recommend it to others, but like not exactly, uh, not excitedly, more of a passive tone. Keep it up. And I can't wait to hang out with you guys in March 2020 at Monster Mania. Oh, oh, oh no. Brian's like just trying to play along. He's he's so happy about Rona right now because <laughs> he doesn't have to like come up with excuses for not coming to the cons with us. Yeah, and I have to act like I care about this movie too. Young James <laughs> Borland. Call me when it's a young Al Borland, then I'll get excited. <laughs> All right. So next one is from someone named Anthony. Uh and it's just two sentences. <laughs> It says, hey, guys, just watch a movie named Stag Night that I Stag Night that I think you guys would like because it has some good kills and Brecken Myers in it. Didn't know him for being in many horror movies. Um, I will watch. Well, what year is it from? Do you know? He did Stag? not say Stag Night. Well, so like a bachelor party. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I got you. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. Stag Night. 2008. Oh, mm. man. Just I don't know. It's got off. Kip Pardue in it as well. Oh, I'm kind of thinking that it might have to happen. I mean, this might not be for the show. But <laughs> this is, might be for Scott Lonely time. Listen, listen to this. Pl- <laughs> well, dude, Scott Rona time. That's the same thing. So the plot, it's literally two, two sentences. So let me read it for you from um, Wiki. Four men on a bachelor party in New York ride the subway and, along with two strippers from the club, accidentally get off at a station that closed down in the 1970s. Trapped in the tunnels beneath New York, they witness the murder of a transit cop by three transients and find themselves on the run for their lives. Actually, no, that sounds fucking stupid. You know what I really want to watch when I read that plot? Midnight Meat Train, which is on my short list for horror movie night. Nice. Also, we just sold another shirt while we were recording. <laughs> Oh, hell yeah. All right. So this next email set is from Mike. It's actually signed by Mike and Spaz, uh, which sounds like a wacky morning radio yeah, show. <laughs> <laughs> Bullies and Power, Power Rangers. <laughs> so it says, hello again. I hope all is well. Just reaching out to say that the show is always choice and keep up the great work. Second reason I'm here is for a review request. The film in question being Rabid Grannies. I realized that in the past, I was lucky enough to request The Granny, which is literally your next review. So again, I thank you for the hilarity. I may have also requested a few other less savvy trauma films and Euro trash in the past. And for this, I apologize. At this time, I'd like to reach out to the crux of horror movie night. The, uh, the tragic American produced horror. This brings me back to Rabid Grannies, a trauma-produced film that just happens to be made in Belgium. It is also a train wreck, but a glorious train wreck. Could this possibly fit into your format? Question mark. Thanks again for the laughs, guys. It might happen because we've already done the granny. Yeah, I mean, you recommended the granny. You know what? Send us a new one. 
<laughs> Send us another one. No one's gonna. Okay, so first of all, I'm assuming that most of the people that have posted or sent these in don't listen to us anymore because we did not respond to their emails. Uh, and also, you know, podcast listeners are fickle bitches, and that's fine. I'm a fickle bitch. Yeah. Um, but uh, that said, I, I feel like, you know, um, we can just say, hey, guess what? We're, if we don't get four bangers for September this year, we're just going to do rabbit grannies and, and say that it's that one. Yeah, you know, like that's, that works. That's fine. All right. So the next one comes from Dave and he says, hey, you guys, which I think is supposed <laughs> to sound like sloth in uh, yep, Goonies, says longtime listener, first time emailer. I would love your you guys to tackle Killer Tongue from 1996, Robert England, Doug Bradley and the always beautiful Melinda Clark. And it's pretty out there, and I think it would make a fun WTF episode and would be ridiculously excited to hear your thoughts and feelings on it. I mean, any film that has a woman impregnate herself with her own alien-possessed talking tongue is surely worth a viewing. Oh, and good news. It's free on YouTube, or at least it was when I watched it. Keep doing what you're doing, guys. And that is for all the hard work. I think they meant thanks. Uh, thanks for all the hard work and hours of entertainment. And then they gave us the, the metal hand emoji. Um, I've okay, seen so Killer Tongue never awesome. happening. <laughs> it's not happening because I love everything about that explanation, specifically Melinda Clark. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I'll I would watch it again for the show, but it's definitely uh, not for me. I'm gonna go ahead and skip over this one. Why? Uh, it's just another one from Tim continuing to hope that we talk about uh, Feast Two, and I feel like we've we've covered. <laughs> Plenty of times uh, on this episode already that Feast 2 is not going to happen. <laughs> we strictly no do Feast fucking 80s movies Joel, happening. sir. <laughs> we only... Oh, yeah, oh, uh, up off a stranger. I like this email that just, just says... It's from someone named Adam. It just says, visiting hours. It's a good movie. You guys deserve a break. Enjoy. <laughs> I'm for that. I'm for that, Adam. But I would make the argument Ryan, that I don't Ryan's think it's a it. good movie. I don't no, think... But- it's not. I've seen it. It's fucking terrible. Uh, but I love the fact that Brian's like, I need a break. Second of all, is it on YouTube? <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see. This one is from someone named John. He says, what's up, my dudes? My name is John, and I have a horror movie submission. I watched this movie when I was 10 years old and it absolutely and was absolutely blown away by how crappy it was. It's a movie called Engine Trouble. It's hard to find anywhere aside from Amazon Prime Video. I recently rewatched the movie, and it's horrible. Enjoy, guys. Um, that's not selling for me. No, yeah, I'm gonna no. I'm gonna go I mean, with the pass I, I think on that. that people don't listen to our show and realize that, like, yeah, we pick kind of schlocky, well, not schlocky. We we pick funny shit so that we can riff on it, but it also has to be fun. Like when we watch Boogeyman Two or or Bloody Murder Two, Closing Camp, or literally anything that Brian picks, we're like, mm-hmm. and I know that Bloody Murder or that that Boogeyman Two wasn't you, but I'm I'm literally just going to like pin that on you from now on i i think that people don't realize that at the end of the day we're human we're people too god damn it and <laughs> and and we they also aren't understanding the fact that of we watch a lot of even worse stuff on patreon yeah we're gonna do ghost rider spirit of vengeance and that's my fault <laughs> all right Let's keep rocking because we've only got a couple more minutes before we go live, live stream Tuesday nights. Check us out. Uh, So it says, this is from Steven. He says, hey, just wanted to say I found out about this podcast and it is by far the best podcast I've ever listened to. What? Congratulations on finding your first podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Everything about it is great. I love how you guys just rip into stupid, silly horror movies. The jokes are so on point and you guys seem to like just about everything I do as well. I just found out about this podcast and I'm currently up to date only on episode 31. So I'm not sure if you guys still take recommendations, but you guys should check out the Backlot Murders. It's a horrible movie that try so hard to cash in on the success of Scream and fails miserably. It's not so bad that you can't watch it because they try to be funny and the dialogue and delivery is so bad it's almost good. I only put the movie on because I got inspired by your podcast to watch terrible movies and figured I'd share this with you. Thanks for your time and sorry for the novel that I wrote. 
Uh, I mean, obviously, we're not going to pick that, but thank you so much. And I hope that you made it past episode 32 and onward <laughs> into this. The funniest thing is he's like, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm on episode 32. I'm like, oh, girlfriend, you got a long yeah, road ahead of you. Got a long, you got a long, long one. All right. So this one comes from Logan, who we all know because he's very active in our in our Facebook page. Oh, he said, Logan. hey, yeah, he said, hey, horror movie night. I've been marathoning listening to your show and I fucking love it. First off, I've watched a lot of movies that you guys said were complete shit, and I agree for the most part, but I love <laughs> self-torture. I don't know if you guys will do this film, but I think you should because it's a great slow burn about cannibalism. 1989's Parents, that was listed as a horror comedy, but I saw no noteworthy comedy parts. Uh, there, it's true. There's a fun twist at the end that's, let's say, a slight hats off to Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Side note on a much older episode of Bloody New Year, but they are in Australia, not Florida or California, as you can clearly tell by their accents. Anyway, love the show, and you now have a diehard new fan. Uh, Wait, Bloody Murder? Or uh, Bloody New Year, rather? Yeah, Bloody New Year. Was that Australian, or I thought that was Canadian? Uh, I guess, according to him, Australian. I'm not sure. I mean, whatever. But here's the thing about... um, uh, Oh God, I've completely blanked. What was the movie? Parents. You almost picked Parents a couple yeah, times. I actually did pick Parents, watched it, and reneged, and I was like, mm, "That's not funny enough for us." It is. It's a good movie. I, it's, I, it's well, it's it's an okay movie. It's a movie that we would have nothing to talk about on the show. Yeah, it's literally everything I want in a movie. It's accidental cannibalism. It's 1950s, and it's Randy Quaid at his craziest. But it's just not. There's just not enough meat on the bone. I mean, pun firmly intended here, but it's too bad because if it was more like Fido, I feel like we'd get a great episode out of it, but it's just not. It's just too art house and serious. Fair. All right. So next one is there's a series of emails from the same person who went from like discovering our podcast to becoming a super fan to actually becoming a friend of mine in a very short succession of time. But it says, I just started listening to podcasts and I've been binge listening every spare moment I have. Anyway, just to toss a movie your direction, I avoided it for a long time because of my name is well fucking stupid. Oh, because the name is fucking stupid. But after running through the rest of the <laughs> after running through the rest of the crap horror section on Netflix, I gave it a go. And the movie is com is complete with bad plot, unnecessary shit dialogue, boobs and sex, tie strippers, terrible acting, and some not completely awful imagery. I'm sure you all hate yourselves 90% of the other horrific bad movies that you force each other to watch. So what's one more hour or so of your lives? I'm suggesting Ghost House. Thanks for, for the podcast. You guys rock socks and all that. Your newest junkie listener, Ren. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, ghost house? I was hesitant to request this because my name is stupid. But please, watch <laughs> your friend Richard McScrotum. <laughs> uh, That's way too funny for what it actually was, Brian. Uh, so, uh, so uh, next up, we have an email from Jason. It says, "Hey there, boils and ghouls. I just got turned on to your podcast." <laughs> uh, I just got turned on to your podcast because our film Straight Edge Kegger was invited to play at Creature Feature Weekend, and we saw that you folks would be there. My girlfriend and our producer quickly pointed out that we'd probably be buds, and I concur. I loved your episode on Cherry Falls. Okay, so I have a tendency to be long-winded, so let me cut this short. I'm going to reach out to you folks about recording our film, but I realize that it's not really the point of your podcast. So if you find the time... Go check out our movie at the con, but instead, I suggest you guys watch The Curse of the Queer Wolf. It's a super weird little indie horror movie, and if you're as big of a fan of RuPaul's Drag Race as I am, along with being a horror nerd, it's probably up your alley. Oh, and I'm still super attracted to Brittany Murphy, R.I.P. Keep up the good work. Cheers, Jason. Oh, that sounds awesome. I like that guy. I'm sorry I said next. <laughs> uh, I own Curse of the Queer Wolf uh, because I saw it when Netflix like first launched. It was like one of the early things on like sending discs to you in the mail. And I was like, oh, this is really funny. And I thought that it was really funny in 2005. Uh, but watching it again when I saw that VHSPS had it and I was like, oh, I haven't seen that in like 10 years. I was like, oh, this is really hateful <laughs> it's not oh a, is it yeah i i think i wouldn't say it's hateful i'd say that it's very tone deaf 
in in its presentation. It's a it's a misogynist gets bitten by a drag queen walking home from the bar, and then every full moon he turns into a transvestite. Um, wow, that is just vile. I yeah. mean, that's just that's. I'm sorry, but like I. But I'm wondering if he's like, I don't want this to reflect Bailey on Jason, because again, like for me, when I saw it in 2004 and that was the only time that I'd seen it, my memories were like, yeah, that was like that really funny kind of subversive movie. And then like watching it now, I'm like, oh, oh, I need to get this out of my DVD collection. Quickly. <laughs> I don't want and if, if Matt Kelly says that he needs to get it out of his DVD collection, it's wrong turn six level back. Yeah. All right, so diving into another one. Hi, please forgive my horrible, shitty grammar, but it is late and I'm a few drinks in. Okay, so I love the podcast and I've listened to your entire catalog twice. It is Fuck, I haven't even done that. It, it is absolutely one of the main reasons I make it through the work day and I fucking love you for it. However, there is one movie that no one has mentioned and by God, if you haven't heard of this movie, then holy shit. The movie is called The Keep. Not only is it packed, of good old fashioned Nazi killing, but it's also fucking amazing. I know it's not, I'm not doing this justice in my drunken stupor, but for the love of God, you won't regret checking this one out, uh, Josh. And I've actually seen the keep. And my problem with it is that it's actually too good of a movie for us. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's kind of an art house movie as well. It's, it's real good. You yeah. know, like I don't, I don't want to pick it for the show because we just be like, it was a good movie, <laughs> you know, like yeah. that's, uh, and this is the whole problem with what we do on the show is that we have to find that sweet spot of like good and bad. And, uh, and I feel like it's just such a tightrope because you're like, yeah, I want to watch shit that doesn't suck. Um, but at the same time we can't do the keep because as much as I want to see Nazis get murdered by zombies. Yeah. I can't remember exactly. I think that they're zombies, but it's, it's kind of like metaphysical weirdness, but yeah, like, you know, as much as I want to see Nazis get fucking murdered in 2020 um, and 2019 and 2018 and basically since 1982 when I was born, yeah. um, <laughs> I just uh, it's just too good of a movie. I'm with you, Matt. Yep. All right. This is a quick one sentence one listener suggestion. The killer unicorn from 2018. It's basically if drag race made an indie slasher. Plus, you got to love a movie with a fuck Trump Trump sign in full display. Uh, so we're never, gonna, I, I, we're not going to do it, but I'll watch it. <laughs> I'll, I think I'll watch that and do a, what did we, how about we all coordinate a, what did we watch? And we can each <laughs> give a sentence explanation of how we feel about it, because I'm sure it's not worth like a two minute diatribe about, but, um, because the, the only killer unicorn movie that I ever need to see is the cabin in the woods. Yes. All right. Uh, this one was named children of the corn three, but doesn't mention anything about it. <laughs> Which is interesting, but I actually thought that this was an informative, this is a good informative mailbag letter. And it says, during the episode that I'm listening to, you mentioned that you couldn't find Angelina Jolie in Amityville, It's About Time. Scott, do you remember <laughs> this? Uh-huh. Yep, I do. He says, so she's in the movie, technically, as she's featured in the Lemonheads music video that's playing on the TV in the brother's room. <laughs> so weird i forget what the name of the band was for the movie but yeah i guess you could technically say she's in the film but man is it a stretch from matt p.s i would recommend witchboard 1986 for your next listener submit it month uh if i need to submit that through the proper channels just let me know uh so would we actually pick witchboard no i've watched it twice thinking like it's it's such a weird movie for me because i'm like yeah we could do that and then i watch it, i'm like no we can't do that and then i'm like you know, six months go by, I'm like, oh, which board? Like, maybe we should do that. And I watched the beginning. I'm like, oh, I saw this movie. It's like, the, it's it's the amnesia of, of supernatural horror movies. The concept is great. The execution is god awful. All right. So I'm going to dive into two more emails. Uh, neither of these are suggestion based. Uh, I don't think. Oh, there is some suggestions in here. But uh, we are now officially entering the new year, which, you know, some of these will hold on to for listeners submit it because you guys submitted them since the last listener submitted. But it's the name of this email is Gaggy Ta with an exclamation point. Uh, uh, yes. From Russ. And he said, I've been wondering since sixth grade what the name of that fucking band was that played that whoever <laughs> you are song. And I found it through an episode of the podcast. It was Gaggy Ta. Thank you so fucking much. On a long road trip to Oregon, I've been listening to the podcast the entire way, and I love it. And it's hard finding anyone in my adult life 
that's actually seen Black Roses, and y'all did an entire episode on it. Recommended for the group, the movie Dogs Don't Wear Pants was recently added to Shudder a week or two ago. BDSM, a tooth removal with no sedatives and no uncomfortable nudity in it. Cheers, guys. You know, that is just a a goddamn roller coaster of emotions (laughs) because he goes, it's... Can you reread that piece by piece and what the Dogs Don't Wear Pants has involved in it? BDSM. No. A tooth removal with no sedatives. No, for sure no. And no uncomfortable nudity. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, I don't know how to feel right now. All right, so this is the last one. It's from a listener named Shannon who sent a pretty long one. But uh, I just thought that this was this was like my favorite email that I've gotten in a while titled my Joel Schumacher story. Yes, it says, first off, I want to say how highly entertaining your show is. Horror Movie Night is an authentic combination of horror and education. And I just love it. I want that to be on our tombstone. On your tombstone. Yeah. <laughs> We're uh, going to get fucking buried together. It's going to be our tombstone. <laughs> okay, now to this crazy story. I was hired by an advertising agency to make a series of commercials for a product that educated the aging population about vision loss. My client, who will remain nameless, popped on to our first call with a explicit direction that she wanted Joel Schumacher to direct these commercials. <laughs> Being a cinephile and having been a fan of some of his work, Lost Boys, Incredible Shrinking Woman, 8mm, and Time to Kill, I was thoroughly confused by why the hell my client thinks that this major motion picture director would be a good fit for our eye care commercial, or even more, what makes her think that Joel would even be interested in shooting this? Well, it seems that she met Mr. Schumacher at a party in the Hamptons and was totally taken by his charm and brilliance and thought that he would be perfect for the project. Well, okay. So I set out on contacting (laughs) him to acquire about his availability and interest. After many emails back and forth with his assistant, to my shock, he was very interested in our production, most likely because we were going to pay him a shit ton of money. This started my brief but very entertaining working relationship with Joel Schumacher. First, let me start off by saying that he is one of the most charming men I've ever met. So polite and courteous and inquisitive and detailed. It's a bit much at first, but it's startling how involved he was in even our little project. He not only shot the commercials, but was heavily involved in the post-production, the editing, the mixing, etc. Spent, we spent many days together, and every day he regaled me of stories of his past. I never, uh, I always carefully, uh, always careful never to mention the two Batman movies he directed. <laughs> one day I asked him, to talk about one of my favorite movies, Lost Boys. He told me that during pre-production, the writers in the studios rented a house for everyone to stay in while they developed the script. Every day, the studio reps would come to the house and meet with the writers to discuss the screenplay back and forth. The conversations and arguments would go about the look, tone, and feel of the movie. Weeks went by, and the studio wanted something light and relatable. The writers wanted a horror movie. Finally, growing impatient, Joel stepped in and said, Look! You're not all facing the reality of the situation. I get that no one wants to admit it, but we're making a teen vampire movie. So let's just make the best fucking teen vampire movie ever. All right. And that ended it. They went on to make one of the best fucking teen vampire movies ever with the sheer veneer of sexy. Joel and I kept in touch. And through the years, we've met at a few comic book stores such as Forbidden Planet in New York City and had some lunch. The story was a lot longer than this, but I think I've gone for far too long as it is. By the way, it was Joel's idea to make the vampire motorcycle gang hang out at Hudson's Bluff, the abandoned remains of a sunken hotel from the 1906 earthquake, which I thought was pretty cool. I hope I didn't bore you, but I wanted to ask you if you ever thought about doing a themed episode. It would be interesting to know what Scott and Brian's views are on, say, weird horror that's cropped up everywhere, like Wounds, The Void, etc., also, check out my friend's podcast. Slate and Tom are pretty smart and offensive and hilarious. And it looks like their podcast is called slumsoffilmhistory.com. But that was from Shannon. So, Shannon, thank you for that fantastic, fantastic mailbag email. I just, I, I want to say that it's it's wild to me that Lost Boys is considered one of the best team horror <laughs> vampire movies. Uh, because it is literally the template, the one, the only, well, okay, there are two teen vampire horror movies. That's it. There's Fright Night, and there's fucking Lost Boys. And Lost Boys is Megan's favorite horror movie. She will watch that anytime I ask her to, and she doesn't even like horror. So listen, 
Joel Schumacher, fucking love you. I forgive you for Batman. <laughs> All right. Well, that was our mailbag episode, and we're wrapping up just in time to go to a live stream. So thank you guys so much. The email is hmnpodcast at gmail.com. Send us your listener submitted ideas for September, and we'll make this the best gosh darn listener submitted month ever. <laughs> Hey, welcome to Unstable Topics, a fast-paced, jam-packed, unhinged bestie podcast filled with facts, reacts, and made-up games in between. We're your hosts, Sarah and Maggie, and we're excited for you to join our best friend hangout, where we surprise one another with things we find interesting or hilarious just to see how the other will react. Our friendship might be totally stable, but you never know what your bestie might throw your way to knock you off your game. So come shake things up, learn something new, and laugh along with us. This is Unstable Topics. What's up, everybody? This is Brian here to tell you about our podcast, Bingetown TV. Our hosts include seven best friends with a love for all things television. We cover a range of genres with a focus on fantasy and sci-fi, but also dip our feet into drama, horror, comedy, and pretty much anything we think is good television. We use the traditional deep dive formula for new live shows that are released week to week, but our calling card is our Rooks and Vets and Pitchtown TV series. Rooks and Vets pairs two of our hosts that have seen a show with two of our hosts that have not seen a show. Pitchtown TV is when we have a special guest pitch us a show by having us watch the pilot and trying to convince us to watch the rest. If you're craving more content on some of your favorite TV shows, then you should listen to Bingetown TV. Find us on our website at bingetowntv.com, the Apple Podcast app, Spotify, or wherever else you may find your podcast. Hey, welcome to Unstable Topics, a fast-paced, jam-packed, unhinged bestie podcast filled with facts, reacts, and made-up games in between. We're your hosts, Sarah and Maggie, and we're excited for you to join our best friend hangout, where we surprise one another with things we find interesting or hilarious just to see how the other will react. Our friendship might be totally stable, but you never know what your bestie might throw your way to knock you off your game. So come shake things up, learn something new, and laugh along with us. This is Unstable Topics. You're listening to the Geekscape Network. 